0: share with us um this morning um so um i'm not sure who's bringing the reading oh thank you okay so the reading this morning comes from two corinthians Uh, we're reading from chapter five starting at verse 16 through to verse 21 so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view though we once regarded christ in the way we do so though we once regarded christ in this way we do so no longer therefore if anyone is in christ the new creation has come the old has gone and the new is here all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation Yeah, this is the word. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Be to God. Morning. morning. It's like being United Nations, isn't it? <laughs> Just before I start, let's pray. Father, we are just so grateful for who you are. We love you. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. ask that you would bring wisdom and revelation to us. That you'd open our hearts and minds to hear from you and only from you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <clears throat> so, um, this morning I wanted to really follow on from what James and Jim uh, have been speaking about over the last three weeks. And, um, you know, so I often think of when I stand up and do these things um, that I'm giving a talk. But actually, what I'm doing this morning is preaching. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is, but it feels like preaching is a bit more, you know. And I'm, if I'm really honest, I'm preaching to me. You guys listen if you want to, but I'm <laughs> preaching, <laughs> preaching to me because I need to hear this. So what I want to speak about um, this morning is feelings versus truth. Feelings and emotions versus truth and um, in Ephesians 6 we have the description of the armor of God don't we and the first thing on the list is the belt of truth truth as a belt that literally wraps around the core of who we are and if we don't have truth everything else is all over the place so it's really really important. I'm going to be reading a lot of scripture just to warn you. So um, John 14, 6, Jesus says this. I am the way, the truth and the life. He is truth. He is life. From our reading, um, it says, this is so good. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. There's no ambiguity in that. And at the end of verse 21, it says, For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's not a a future thing. It's related to the new creation. We've been made new. So Romans 12, 2. This verse, I tell you what, if we if we get the enormity of this, and it's very familiar to us, it changes everything. Do not be conformed to the ways, the patterns, the ways of thinking of this world, but be transformed, and that word is actually transfigured, which is Jesus, do you remember transfigured? He was literally clothed in a brilliant white because he is new. Be transformed by the renewal of your dianoia. Your mind, your intellect, your imagination. That's what it means. And if you think how much we live our lives from our imaginations and how that Our feelings, our emotions, our imaginations shape our experience or our experience shapes our imaginations, our feelings, our emotions. Isn't that right? So we need to think about this transformation of our imaginations because how often... I mean, I'm just thinking now about healing it with healing, we often shape our belief systems based on our experience, usually negative experience. So we've got to be careful about that. So just a quick example, 1994, I think uh, it was the Daily Mail that dubbed the Toronto Blessing, the Toronto Blessing. But um, I think John Arnott would call it the Father's Blessing. But I remember that time really well. So I was going to um, Holy Trinity Brompton Church in London. Philly, my wife, was on staff there. It was a Tuesday, and this lady, Ellie Mumford, um, mother of Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons. So I, I said this at the nine. There was just blank faces. <laughs> anyway. Ellie had been to Toronto. She just she grasped this thing, picked up this thing, come home, invited a few leaders round, and just explained what had happened and released it over them. So um, at HGB they've been having their um, staff meeting, and Nicky arrives rather late, comes into the staff meeting. The staff say, "Well, what was going on?" He explains. They say, "Well, pray for us." He says, "Come, Holy Spirit, all heaven." just is released in the room, and there is holy pandemonium. People all over the place, crying, laughing, on the floor, whatever. And I think I must have turned up a bit later. I wasn't on staff, but I must have come to pick Philly up or something. I can't remember. And I, I looked through the window, uh, through the door, it's sort of glass panel, and these people just everywhere and this noise. So I was invited in and I walked in. Somebody explained quietly what had happened. And I thought, wow, yeah, I want, I want some of this. And I remember this guy called Tom Peake walking past. And he saw, and he looked in, thinking, what is going on in there? He opened the door and just went bang, <laughs> flat on his face. So all this is going on around me. And I'm going, yes, I want this felt nothing it was going on for quite a long time in our church throughout that time i felt nothing no experience and it was it was interesting because what began to grow in me is this feeling of being less these people were more blessed than I was. These people had more of Holy Spirit than I did. And then last year, at the conference, do you know how we often have fire tunnels in this place? And we love a good fire tunnel. Well, every time I would go through a fire tunnel, it would always be, Holy Spirit, I just want to experience you. I want the experience. Give me the feeling. I want the experience. And I'd walk through like a good Englishman, feeling... Not a thing. Come out Thank you, Lord, that you're here. But, but at the conference, I remember I walked into this fire tunnel, and I wasn't thinking that at all. I was, I was just thankful for who he is and just enjoying his presence and just enjoying what he was doing amongst us. And I walk into this tunnel, and I had my eyes closed, and I remember... Um, hearing Lou DeCast and Sarah Collison kind of laughing, saying, oh, look at Patrick. Who knows the Monty Python Ministry of Silly Walks? <laughs> I can't get my leg quite as high as John Cleese, but that, that was what was going on. I just kept my eyes closed. I was thinking, that, well, this is weird. I'm doing, I'm doing a really weird walk here. <laughs> and I came out the other side, and I was just, oh, thank you. And what's happened since then is, I've just noticed, um, just,
0: <laughs>
1: I just got a, an involuntary funny sort of twitch that goes on now. And it's not, I'm not feeling any electricity, people often talk about that, or anything like that. But there is a weird little, just every now and then, just a little twitch that goes on. and. It's not that that's important, but what I'm trying to say is, what was the truth over all those years? Luke eleven thirteen. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yes. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Becomes one spirit with him. 1 John 4, 13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he's given us of his spirit. All those years I was full of the Holy Spirit. Because he's made his home in me. Whether I feel it or not, feelings are nice. But they can be deceptive. And I was deceived in thinking I was less because I was believing my feelings. And talking of Holy Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with all its passions and desires. Past tense, have crucified those things. So, we love it, don't we, when we feel full of joy? Or oh, we feel that peace. The peace comes. Oh. <clears throat> but don't we sometimes say, I've lost my peace? Is it true? So I would argue, if you have been born again, invited Jesus into your life, and been filled with Holy Spirit, then you have all the fruits, all the time. If your feelings are saying something else, you need to speak to your feelings. Now, feelings can be amazing, like like that moment when I went through the fire tunnel. But we've got to be discerning. Ephesians 1, 3 to 4, Blessed be the God of our Father. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us from before the foundations of the world. I mean, that's amazing that we should be holy and blameless before him. That's what we are. But we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We literally live in two places at once. But actually scripture tells us that really we're sojourners, isn't that the word, or aliens here. Home is with him. We are seated with him in heavenly places. And that just that little line that Paul drops in in the middle of that phrase, by grace you have been saved. That word saved, as many of you will know, is sozo. It's saved, healed, delivered. And whenever you're reading the New Testament, what you'll see is those words, healed, he healed, he delivered, saved, same word. Because what it's trying to show us Is all that was achieved at the resurrection, but also all that we have become. John 1 John 4 17 says, Because as he is, so also are we in the world. As he is now, this is talking of Jesus, so are we in the world. And Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father, in glory, Everything under his feet, subject to him, as he is, so are we on the earth. Why? Because we're clothed in him. Galatians 2.20. I'll tell you what. This is... Oh, hold on. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. That's truth. So if we begin to grasp this, that literally our old selves have died, we are new. And it's interesting that faith is quite an important part of that. We need faith to believe truth. Another quick example. How am I doing? Okay. So for, oh my word, I'm not good at maths. I can't remember how long. But if you think about, I've been a Christian as long as I can remember. And up until about 13, 14 years ago, I just didn't believe God spoke to me. And if I wanted to know what God was saying, I knew he spoke to Philly. So I would ask her to ask him, and then she could tell me what he was saying. And yet, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And yet, I believed this lie for decades. I'm an extraordinary to be so duped by feeling rather than looking at the truth, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what my experience, what's going on in my life, it doesn't matter what is the truth and allow that to speak to this situation. Here's one that might mess us up a little bit. Think about ministry, we love ministry, don't we? It's good, ministry's good. But Galatians 5.1 says, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand therefore and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. What's the yoke of slavery? It's our old stuff. It's literally, it's all that stuff that we've been trapped in. And yet how often do we come forward for ministry for the same thing saying, oh, it's just another layer, there's just another... I know, I listen, just weigh it, look at scripture. I'm not saying we don't minister, okay? But I am asking us to look at what we've been freed from. So whether that thing that we keep coming with still needs to be looked at. Because what happens is, if our gaze is always on the issue, it's always going to be there. And actually the enemy would love us to be in constant place of perpetual ministry, but never actually getting free. Whereas if we realize that we've been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. So all that stuff before I gave my life to Jesus actually died. It no longer features in my life because I am new. It's like it's like we're trying to put, as Jesus warned against, putting new wine into old wineskins. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. Here we go again. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your dianoia, your minds, And to put on the new self. Created after the likeness of God. In true righteousness and holiness. It's a a constant theme. Put on the new. The old has gone. So. How often do we sort of get out of bed. Feeling, I don't know, a bit low. Maybe a bit anxious about the day. Maybe. Depressed, we'll say this. depression in my family, it's just just there. Feeling lonely, fearful, fearful of illness. And how many people are fearful of death? And, And I just need to be careful. We need to remember there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if... You know, some, some of what I'm saying is touching some buttons, you're feeling condemned. It's not truth. Whereas if you're feeling stern and Holy Spirit, okay, let's embrace that. But I'm, I'm often surprised, and maybe this is just me, how many Christians are fearful of dying. I just don't get it. But what I do know is that, and, and the righteous anger rises within me, if somebody dies... In my mind, before three score year and 10, that's a theft. But also in my mind, which some people think I'm really weird about, is the testimony of Moses in Deuteronomy um, 34, where it says he went home, aged 120, bright of eye, full vitality. Fit as you like, he goes home. I think that's the heart of God for all of us. But we need to sort of, so I'm not saying, you know, sometimes you do feel these things, you feel that anxiety, and it's a fact, it's there. So it's it's not denying the fact, as it were. So the thing about facts is they change. Truth doesn't. When you apply truth to a fact, it has to change. It has to change. So, I mean, I used to, um, I mean, filial, back this up. I lacked huge confidence, felt insignificant, um, really shy. My sister tells me that I didn't speak till I was 19. <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt thick from my school years, just really stupid. But 2 Timothy 1 7. Again, oh my word, here we go. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of mighty, dynamis, dynamis, explosive, dynamite, power, agape, self-giving, love. And sophronissimo, discipline, soundness of mind, self-control. That's what it means. We often miss, because it's often translated differently, it's often translated as self-control, but the word means soundness of mind. So this is what the Spirit has given us. That's what we have in Jesus, because we're clothed in him. The trying God lives within. So of course we have explosive power within us, extraordinary love, and soundness of mind, because we have the mind of Christ. So may, people may say, okay, but God gave us feelings and emotions. They can't be all that bad. And obviously, you know, we know they're not. You know, when, when we're feeling that love of the Holy Spirit, celebrate it. But God didn't give us the feelings and emotions that we grew up with. Do you realize that? He didn't give us the feelings and emotions we grew up with. Those feelings and emotions we inherited from Adam. They are based on self-centered foundation. It's literally, and we know that because you watch children play. One child's got a toy. The other two or three children want to play with that toy. That's mine. No way. And do we have to go to school to learn to be jealous? We don't. But Jesus, Paul describes as the second Adam. So if we're clothed in him, if we step into the reality of who we are, then our emotions and feelings should come under his lordship. And we're changed. We're made new, literally That old Adam that we inherited dies. We step into the new Adam and all that he has for us, and we are free. So some might say, this feels quite difficult. It's not possible, really, to live that way. But Jesus did, and he lives in us. And the Christian life is meant to be a supernatural life. We are called to be, as the phrase goes, naturally supernatural. And it is true, we can't do it of ourselves. But we are called to believe. It is the Christian faith. Grace makes it possible. And when you wrap faith... That's the assurance of things hoped for, the certainty or the convictions of things not seen. So when you wrap faith around truth, grace makes truth our reality. When you wrap faith around truth, which is what we're looking at in the scripture, grace makes truth our reality. And God gets the glory. So, if I'm waking up feeling a bit miserable, a bit low, what I'm determined to do going forward, I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to declare thanks for his grace that I am rooted and grounded in love. Thank you. (laughs) And that the fruits of the Holy Spirit are flowing in me all the time, they're there whether I feel them or not, and bring my feelings under the lordship of Jesus and in line with heaven's truth. So I'm coming into land. A few more verses. John eight twelve. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will walk not in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. 1 Peter 2 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for my own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Ephesians 5.8. For at one time you were darkness. We know that before we gave our lives to Jesus and filled with his spirit, we were darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. I don't know if you know this, but um, I've heard it said that um, (coughs) Satanists and the like can spot Christians because they see a light in them. And it's so fascinating that so many Christians are unaware of the light in them. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Matthew 5.16, let your light shine before others. This is the truth of who we are. So we're created for his image. We are created in his image. And what is that? What does that look like? What is his image? Well, 1 John 4 tells us that God is love. That's his image. His image is love. And that's what we see reflected in the life of Jesus in everything he did and said. And it's not about mustering up this stuff. Because if we start to do that, it very quickly becomes about us. But it is about the renewed mind, imagination, having faith in the truth, which is Jesus, dying to self, being raised and clothed in him.